I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, former college professor turned manager in a large corporation turned entrepreneur. And not just any entrepreneur. I've made it my life's work to make organizational life more effective and fulfilling. So welcome to Working Conversations, the podcast where we digest and translate research and ideas on workplace dynamics and serve up to you the most interesting and actionable strategies to make your workplace conversations and your relationships more effective, productive, and influential. If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast, where we talk all things leadership, business communication, and trends in organizational life. I'm your host, Dr. Janelle Anderson, and in this episode, we're going to take a look at my predictions for the workplace for 2022. This is the 40th episode of the Working Conversations podcast and the beginning of a new year, so it seems very fitting to take on this challenge in this episode. For as many people as there are who make predictions, there are just as many who get them wrong. But based on my research, my trend watching, and my expertise in workplace behavior, I feel confident enough to put three ideas that I'm about to share with you out into the world as predictions for 2022. Now, before I begin with my predictions, let me address what I am not doing with these predictions. Number one, I am not predicting when or how the pandemic itself will subside or go away entirely. I don't have a crystal ball, nor am I an epidemiologist. (laughs) But hey, even those folks can't accurately predict where this pandemic is headed. And I don't fault them for that. Number two, I am not making any predictions about global supply chain. Again, not my area of expertise. And again, even the experts in supply chain can't accurately predict what is going to happen next. So for now, I'm just going to go with the idea that most of what I want is sold out. Uh, Number three, I am not making predictions on anything in the political landscape. That's simply too messy and polarizing and something we aim to steer clear from here on the Working Conversations podcast. Okay, now with those disclaimers out of the way, let's get down to business. My first prediction for 2022 is that it will be a year where values alignment prevails on both personal and organizational levels. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean that people during this pandemic have taken an internal look at what their values are, and they're assessing those values against what they're currently doing in their profession. I think the same thing is happening on an organizational level. Part of that is being brought about by the great resignation with people leaving their jobs in droves. Companies and businesses are forced to look internally at what their values are and how they attract and retain employees who share those values. So the great resignation, it will continue to shake this out. We will continue to see trends in the first half of the year as it sorts itself. And it might be longer than that. And in fact, it might take all year long. So we will continue to have labor shortages in fields where there have traditionally been wage earners without values alignment, like restaurants and other service industries. People were drawn to those jobs, not necessarily because they were a values alignment. They were most often drawn to those jobs because it put food on the table, it paid their mortgage or their rent, it fed and clothed their children. 
Um, for some, maybe there was values alignment, but for a lot of them, they weren't. That, that was not the driving force in holding those wage earner jobs. Now, the winners in those sectors now will find a way to communicate their values with their employees. They will find a way for their site-level managers to connect corporate values with the personal values of their employees. These will be the winners. Employers in these sectors will have less turnover. Employees will be compensated better and feel better about staying in those roles. And ultimately, this is what will contribute to a happier workforce. People who are happier, at home and complain less about their work lives to their friends and family members. This is something that everyone will value. Now, I don't predict that it will come about smoothly or easily. And I also do predict that this same manner of sorting out will be happening in professional roles, not just in wage earner roles. And there will be some internal strife for those who are currently misaligned especially those who are being paid handsomely to do something that feels soul-sucking to them after they've had this inflection point and this opportunity to reflect on their values. Grappling with having sold out is no easy task. As people who are in those circumstances go through this personal journey, I recommend that they turn to executive coaches or life coaches to help them sort out what's next. Friends and family are very well-intentioned as sources for advice, but their actual advice reflects what they, those friends and family members, want for you, not what you want for you. That's why you need a trained professional to help with this. Uh, For example, if you want to end your career as a litigation attorney and open a wild bird food store, your spouse or partner or your parent or child, your best friend may not be fully on board with that idea. Their identity is in part shaped on your career and professional identity. They are the spouse of a litigation attorney or the child of a litigation attorney or the best friend of a litigation attorney. They may be very attached to the status or the paycheck that comes with your current career identity. So again, it pays to spend the time and the money working with a professional trained in this area as you sort that. Now, not just on the personal level, there's also going to be organizational upheaval in this process as well. Again, we've been experiencing the great resignation already for a good solid eight months. And as people do this personal work of reflecting on their own values and perhaps leave their organizational roles, organizations need to double down on how to fill those gaps. So attracting, retaining, hiring the right people is going to be critically important. And in many cases, organizations will need to double down on sorting out who they are as an organization, what their values are, and who they wish to attract and retain. In some cases, it might mean minor tweaking or adjusting their messaging. In other cases, it will require much more time and effort. Really, a dismantling of what has been and a rebuilding of what the future looks like. Either way, we come out ahead as individuals, as organizations, and really as a society when we do this work. And did I mention we're all just a little bit happier? This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. 
When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. All right, my prediction number two, hybrid work becomes the norm as it already is. And the big growth edge of hybrid work is figuring out how to come together and what to do when we do come together on those days when we are in the office together. Now, people have proven that remote collaboration works just fine. Why then should we bother to come together in person? And again, what will we do when we are there? Now, my prediction is that we come together to do the following things, strategic thinking and planning and team building. These are the activities that benefit the most from the spontaneity, the creativity, and the connection that being in face-to-face environments rather than in computer-mediated environments can afford us. Furthermore, the companies that step forward and invest in strategic thinking and planning and team building are going to have a competitive edge in the marketplace. And with all the churn and turnover, and of course, the supply chain issues that plague us here during the plague, having an edge over your competition is crucial. So here's how I believe it will play out. What was once traditionally an off-site meeting where we're doing those strategic planning and team building activities will become an on-site off-site. Well, at least for those organizations that still have commercial real estate available to hold such meetings and that will accommodate doing so in a way that truly facilitates spontaneity, creativity, and connection when engaging in those strategy sessions, planning sessions, and team building activities. Now, some will have it, that commercial real estate, and some won't. For those without the commercial real estate holdings, sufficient for such events, external spaces will be used and we will see a resurgence of novel event spaces from parks to museums and the like. Facilitation skills will be paramount as we figure this out, both as skill development for leaders of hybrid teams and from external facilitators who will be called upon by smart leaders who know that getting an outside person can often profoundly have a different level of engagement out of their people in those activities and settings. It's going to be perceived as even more expensive to come together as a team than it was prior to the pandemic. So it makes good dollars and cents to get the absolute most out of that time together. Providing excellent facilitation is particularly salient to getting a return on that investment of being together. So that is my second prediction, that we figure out what to do when we come together. And my prediction is strategic planning and team building, strategy planning and team building, those three things, and that we do it with better facilitation than we've ever seen in the past because it demands it. My third prediction for 2022 is that empathy becomes the new number one leadership skill, the new superpower, if you will. 
in order to lead in a tumultuous world and to do so in a way that people will actually want to follow, leaders will need to be far more empathetic than they have ever needed to be in the past. Whether on-site, fully remote, or hybrid, each employee is a unique combination of their skills and their circumstances. Leaders who are too rushed, self-centered, or distracted will miss this incredibly important nuance in the workforce to take a look at that unique combination of skills and circumstance. As I'm sure you've heard me say on this podcast before, we're all in it together, the pandemic that is, (laughs) but we're all experiencing it so differently. And the leaders who catch on to those differences in how people are experiencing work from home or work in a pandemic or work in whatever their circumstances might be, those are the leaders who are going to have an edge. Highly effective leaders, they are going to have empathy and understanding to meet employees where they are and dial in on the emotional well-being in addition to the work product. In fact, the best leaders will understand that the emotional well-being of their employees must be addressed before a high-quality work product can even be expected or anticipated. When employees feel stressed, misunderstood, and grouped together with others who are dissimilar to them, they aren't fully engaged, and their work product will show it. Under leaders with low empathy levels, KPIs will suffer, customers will depart, and employee turnover will be high. Leaders who have honed their ability to be empathetic, on the other hand, will be rewarded with loyal employees who feel understood and connected and are engaged. They will work hard to innovate. They will retain clients and they will recruit others to work alongside them under the empathetic leader. So there you have it, my friends. My top three predictions for 2022. Number one, there will be values alignment, both personally and organizationally, and it will not come easy. It will come with a lot of soul searching, a lot of introspection, both on the part of individuals and organizations. Number two, hybrid work becomes the norm, and we nail down what we need to come together for strategy, planning, and team building. And we also nail down how that is going to come about. That is through excellent facilitation. And number three, empathy emerges as the superpower for great leaders. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Working Conversations podcast. From all of us here at Working Conversations, we look forward to the coming year and to being by your side and in your ear as the new year brings what it may and you bring your new ideas and we bring ideas and research about trends and leadership and business communication and organizational life right into your ears. So until next week, take good care and be well. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.